Welcome to Ball Talk Deep, where we talk deep about ball. It's Andrade and Irwin back at it again. Drop a like, drop a sub, drop a comment before we get into it. We post five plus videos a week. And this time around, it's second round series preview time. And we're a lot more excited for this one because unlike the first round series preview we did earlier, where we had to focus on regular season stats, performances, and coverage, we've already said it time and time again. Regular season, postseason, two different ball games. And now that the first round has uh, happened, we now have a much better uh, accurate description and take of what we're going to get out of each season. I mean, each team during the postseason. And you know what? Uh, unlike these first round series, uh, in this series, the Bucks versus the Nets, whoever comes out of this series, man, might end up being the champion. That's true. That's yeah, and, true. And very few I mean, series. Nets been having that, you know, pressure. And then Bucks, the way they destroyed the Heat. Yeah, man. They look like title contenders. But you know what? Heat fans, especially the men wagoners, unlike most of y'all, ninety percent of y'all in Miami, I'm still representing. <laughs> through, through thick and thin, I'm still representing. Not like y'all saying, "Oh, okay, nah, let's uh, wait till next year." Or whatever. I know, man. I think I'm a mass fan now. Thanks uh, to Luca. I mean, he is your boy, but <laughs> um, but let's hop on to it, man. What do you think about this series? I'm actually very, very excited for this series because I think both teams are going in equally in the sense that both have not been tested yet guys think yeah, about it true um both never faced serious pressure the nets won in five against an injured celtics the bucks swept a disappointing team a heat team that also had one injury you know victor ladipo but even if you don't count that very disappointing performance yeah, they got the destroyed heat. and so mental mental wise neither team faced any exuberant pressure of like okay down by one or like okay they're really fighting back you know yeah, yeah. and now both teams are facing each other and I think the way that this series is ultimately going to play out is who handles the pressure best which of each team's big three will react to to this pressure and I'm kind of more um, unsettled and unconfident in Giannis and how he'll react to unfamiliar new pressure that's not the heat because keep in mind that while they did get the chip off their shoulder with, with destroying the heat it was a, a familiar foe and yeah, but, the yeah. Bucks have not faced a fucking big three in the Nets with Harden, Kyrie, wait, wait, and Durant. Man, but what are you talking about, man? Okay, yes, it's a familiar foe, but it's something very bad to be familiar with that you had failure versus the Heat. They kicked your ass last year and they had that pressure already mounting to the already pressure that Giannis had saying that this man cannot help his lead get over the hump. And this season, he proved he was able to exercise that bubble demon that is the Miami Heat and be able to persevere. That's true, and they are going with this more. They're going into the series with more momentum than the Nets, but I'm unconfident in whether that momentum will carry through this series because I don't know. We've seen in the past two years, two years, Giannis crumbles or implodes under serious pressure, and the Bucks as a whole, mm -hmm. and all the all the ifs that we've had with Middleton weren't even tested against the Heat because Middleton never had any moment like that you know what i mean that's why he was able to just skyrocket to great moments offensive night like great performances and even with the addition of holiday i don't know that uncertainty is too high for me personally that i would side with the bucks so, over the nets so it's safe to say you're picking the nets over the bucks in this series yes okay and how many games and why i got the nets in six Maybe seven okay. because of their top tier offensive uh, talent, their proficiency at the three, 
And I don't believe the Nets' inconsistent defense will be tested enough against this Bucks team. And because I just don't believe this Bucks team will perform as great as they did against Miami. Yeah, look, man, I'm going to disagree with you there, and you're probably going to be surprised. And for viewers that probably watched the previous videos, I got the Bucks in seven because of Giannis's dominance, potential dominance in this series. Drew Holiday's he's addition, not going down. He's, he's going to eat them alive, man. Uh, Drew's Holiday's addition, especially on defense, the Bucks' size and rebounding is going to give them issues. Mind you, the Bucks, Bucks average 59 rebounds per game in round one in that funeral of the Miami Heat. Ooh. And last but not least, tackle that point. Coach Budenholzer is definitely... Budenholzer. Budenholzer. I know I didn't pronounce it, but fuck it, as you guys already <laughs> know. He is definitely going to eat Steve Nash for fucking dinner and outcoach the shit out of him. And your boy, Mac D'Antoni. <laughs> Yo, stop. People are going to start <laughs> believing you that he's my boy. I don't fuck with D'Antoni. I don't. I think he's a great regular season coach. I just think... He's, I think you where think he's, he's at is perfect right now. He's an A1 assistant coach. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck did that guy do to you, man? <laughs> I'm like, yo, did that guy steal your blanket when you were a baby or something? What the fuck? But, okay, I'll give you that. Budenholzer is definitely the more proven, more experienced coach over Nash. But anomalies exist. And we saw it happen with Steve Kerr and the Warriors. Yeah, an anomaly and is going to happen. The Bucks are going to pull that upset. Because look at this Brooklyn Nets team, bro. I think you are highly underestimating the juggernaut of talent that is in that three. And then you throw in a fucking Joe Harris and then a revitalized Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. Fuck out of here. And a Bruce Brown. The remains of Blake Griffin. And a Nicholas Claxton. Okay, he's pretty good. He's a nice And Tyler Johnson, our boy. (laughs) The remains of Tyler Johnson. No, but in all seriousness, I really do think you're... Underestimating, because this big, big three, what it's going to do is it's going to test the Bucks' ability to adapt. Okay. Because we saw that was why they imploded a lot the previous two seasons. You know, Not they, just mentally, but they just wouldn't adapt. And they didn't have to, they didn't have an opportunity to adapt against the Heat because the Heat were just playing so shit and they were just dominating the Heat so much. Okay. Now they're actually going to be tested on, okay, Budenholzer and the rest of the team, how they're going to adapt towards however the Nets decide to play. You know what I mean? I have more confidence in Coach Budenholzer uh, to be able to adapt to Steve Nash. I would say I have slightly more confidence just because of the experience, but that's the thing. I don't believe in Budenholzer's adaptability that much yet because it hasn't been proven that much yet. This is okay. the first postseason we're, we're seeing okay. that. And with Nash, we don't know what we're going to get. And maybe, I'm telling you, anomalies happen, and it helps when you have a special team and come on man this is a special team it is man wow. but you're overestimating the next thing and it is like the golden state the dynasty golden state warriors okay that, that can light you up on offense but also lock your ass down in okay defense. all right this next team can lock you down in defense bro like i'm sorry all right, let, let's let's go with that like warriors I, like comparison. i think if you get somebody from la fitness he's gonna be like, able to score on them bro i'm gonna give that's you some stats that's gonna is. scare you Oh. Scare you. Yeah, man. Yeah, what? Their injury history like scares said, me. Look, the Nets. All right. Brooklyn Nets, 58.2 true field goal percentage for the entire series against the Celtics. Yeah, that's a cupcake. Milwaukee Bucks. That's a cupcake Celtics squad without their second best player in Jordan All right. Brown. And the Bucks, 53.8% true field goal against a cupcake heat. No, that's so, not a cupcake, man. I'm come not, on, I'm man. Not, the way that they were. They, they play on. like cupcakes, but. I'm and right. then, like I said, proficiency at the three, guys. Look at this fucking crazy efficiency. Joe Harris. 51.5% from the three. By the way, this is all for the entire series against the Celtics. Kevin Durant, 50% from the three. James Harden, 
47.5% from the three. Kyrie Irving, 38.9% from the three, which is basically 39%. Anytime you're shooting about 35, you're going to worry about the guy. Three out of those four shot over 45% for an entire, not one game, not two games, over the span of five games, all right? And then here's the, the biggest worry with the, with the Nets was, how are they going to play this big three? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh -huh. are they going to be able to share the ball, et cetera, et cetera? They only played... We talked about it in the first round series preview, but I think it was like less than 10 games. At, at least for sure, less than 15 or 12 games Eight together. Games, I believe. Okay. So it was... Okay, there you go. And Durant averaged 32.6 points and 7.4 rebounds. Again, this is for the series, guys. Harden, 27.8 points, 10.6 assists, 7.2 rebounds. Kyrie, 24.8 points, 6.4 rebounds. What I want to point out is with the points, it goes to show these guys, they're they're open to sharing the scoring load. And even when they're sharing the scoring load, they are destroying, destroying on offense even when they're sharing the ball. And I point out the rebounds because one of the things that, one of the reasons the Bucks annihilated the Heat was the Heat weren't rebounding for shit overall. The Nets can't rebound for shit either. And, well, I didn't even point out their best rebounds, but the fact that their big three are averaging more than five rebounds in that last series goes to show that they're putting in the time, well, not the time, the effort and the focus to go after the ball, to go after it, period. That's so it. I'm expecting them and then obviously the rest of the team and their actual rebound uh, big men to go after it. And I don't think they're going to have... The deficiency in rebounding that the Heat did against the Bucks, and that's going to also make it a lot harder for the Bucks on top of the immense look, offense they're about to face. Look, that's nice and all. Uh, look, the Bucks, like I said earlier in the video, they average 59 rebounds per game. The Nets, I might be wrong about this, they average 42 rebounds per game in round one. If my math is correct, that's about 17 rebounds that are going to be out-rebounding. If that happens throughout the whole series... They're not going to do that against the Nets. That's what I'm telling who the, you. Who the fuck do the, do, do the Nets have, you know, in the paint to be able to rebound, huh? The remains of DeAndre Jordan? Claxton? The remains of Blake Griffin? <laughs> fuck out of here, man. <laughs> no! Oh, Brown, Claxton, Griffin. Yeah, you But also keep in mind... <laughs> Keep in mind, because that's not... And keep in mind as well, now that I brought up, you know, the lack of a paint presence, who the fuck is going to stop Giannis? I think, okay, but also keep in mind that the pace that the Nets play... The, the Bucks play is gonna pretty tie, fast, too. They do, but I am guarantee you the Bucks are going to be a lot more tired on the defensive end than they were against the Heat. Come on, man. That's that's like a given. You don't think the Nets are going to be tired as well? Dude, those those who, three... Who the fuck is going to stop Giannis? Tell and they're me. shooting from the three. You know what's the beauty about shooting from the three? Yo. You the, get to rest more. The Bucks have shooters as well. Not to this extent, Obviously bro. not, but, Give me... You know. Like, I, I was looking at their stat. Like, nah. For, okay. Even for against the Heat. Like, our no. Our favorite... Our all the Nets have to focus our, on is, our, um... Is, um... Oh. The, uh... The Giannis. <laughs> the Giannis. Giannis. Giannis, okay. And then, if they contain Giannis, they won't stop him. But if they contain Giannis, I'm very curious to see. I don't think Durant is going to play the whole uh, series defense on him, but he'll definitely have moments. Okay, but with doing Tell that, you, man, with Dur and Durant, and Durant's not his prime anymore, that's going to tire him out on offense as well. That no, that's that true. Using, Durant is 32. That energy that he's going to be using on defending Giannis, don't you think that's going to affect him on the you know, offensive end? Yeah, but down. when you got a Harden and a Kyrie, bro, like any team can stop two of the big three and their third wheel is still a fucking star okay, slash superstar the as well so it's is, just like okay but what you're not dude. taking into consideration Giannis is gonna slow down KD Drew Holiday is gonna slow down James Harden 
or Kyrie Irving. And whoever Middleton is left to defend, I think he'll do a decent job. Decent job. job. He's to be still going to get fucking thing. They also have P.J. Tucker as well over. that they could throw at, at, at Kevin Durant or whoever it is in the center. They got Tucker's the pieces. Get tired out, man. They got the pieces to be able to pull off this upset. And, and then, the, who knows, man? And if the role players... Who's going to cover Harris on the three? And then, I'm telling you, man... I said it early on. Even when they when they just traded for Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin will have his moments in the playoffs. Trust gonna, me. Look, if they go either with, a game or just moments spread throughout series and watch. Look, if they go with the lineup that I'm thinking they should go to, um, I think Rusty Buckets was bringing this up: is leave Brook Lopez out of the fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> he just did it. Uh, uh, out of the thing, and you put a lineup of Giannis, uh, PJ Tucker, Middleton. Um, I think right. right now y'all are too high on recency bias because of what you saw with the Bucks, and I just don't think that's the Bucks we're gonna get against the no, Nets, man. That's that's I mean, my biggest. Obviously point. not. Um, you're right. I might be, but I think you're overestimating the Nets as well. That they're gonna be able to play good enough defense that they're not gonna get run over by Giannis mm-hmm. and everybody uh, else. I'm more worried. If, I I get your point. And if Giannis is doing his thing and he's dominating that paint. That's gonna leave the shooters of the Bucks. I don't think he's gonna open. dominate that paint. He is, man. And he is. No, even no even if he does, those shooters aren't gonna be knocking down the way that the Nets knocked knock bleh, are knocking okay. down threes. And overall, damn, I forgot what I was yeah. gonna say. Well, yeah. eventually he'll remember what he has to say. Maybe he'll bring it up in, <laughs> in another the next video episode. <laughs> in the next episode of BTDZ. But um, anyways, appreciate all the love and the hate. You guys already know. Catch us on TikTok, Twitter, and all podcast streaming platforms. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Apple and Spotify. Um, We'll catch you guys soon. For now. Take care.